Hallelujah. Lord Jesus, we glorify your name in this house this afternoon. We say, Lord, yours is the glory, the honor, the power, and the majesty. We ask that the power that is in your name be made manifest in our lives today. And that we may continue to glorify your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Hallelujah. Well, good afternoon, Kensington Temple. Uh, it's good to be back again with you this afternoon to uh, minister the word of God to you. And once again, my thanks to Pastor Colin for inviting me back. Amen. Uh, before I preach, I just want to say, uh, I hope you haven't forgotten the green envelopes. I hope you are keeping them coming, coming in. And don't forget that when you take a green envelope, you also have a white envelope for Thanksgiving. Now, if you are new and you don't know what I'm talking about, then please do go on the internet, www.kt.org, and check under the media uh, the last message, not the five o'clock message I preached a couple of uh, two weeks ago, but the one I preached in the morning. It's titled there in our media archives, The Central Bank of Heaven. Amen. The Central Bank. Please listen to the message and do please participate in, in that. And if you are watching on the internet, well, we want to welcome you. We want to welcome all those who are also uh, with us in the coronet, in the overflow behind me, and of course downstairs in the, in the lower hall. We we thank God for, for your life and we hope and pray that you'll be blessed by the message that is coming to you uh, this afternoon. Amen. Praise God. Now, the title of my message this afternoon is called Our Covenant Rights. Our Covenant Rights. For every child of God, every child of God, every born again child of God, every blood washed child of God, everyone that is born of the Spirit, and of water everyone who has given their life genuinely to Christ you are saved you you are blood washed whatever you want to call it you have rights within the kingdom of God and these rights are based upon the foundation of the blood of Jesus Christ amen for some of us we know this for some of us we don't know it and for some of us here we just need to be reminded again about these rights and that's the message that god has given me for this house and for everyone under the sound of my voice today and my prayer is that your heart will be like the soil the good soil that received the good seed of the word of god that brings forth fruit a hundredfold in jesus name can i hear you say amen, amen. okay so if you are ready please go with me to the book of luke chapter 22 that's where i want to start this afternoon the gospel of luke chapter 22 and I want to begin to read from verse 14. Luke 22 from verse 14. When the hour had come, he sat down, the twelve apostles with him. Then he said to them, with fervent desire, I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I say to you, I will no longer eat of it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Then he took the cup and gave thanks and said, Take this and divide it among yourselves. For I say to you, I will no longer drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread, gave thanks, and broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Verse 20, Likewise, he also took the cup after supper saying this cup is the new covenant 
in my blood which is shed for you but behold the hand of my betrayer is with me on the table now if we pay real good attention to this passage of scripture we will see that the Lord Jesus Christ sat down at table to observe the Passover feast with his disciples what we call today the communion of the Last Supper when we together every Sunday every first Sunday of the month in this house we have the communion service every first Sunday of the month in, K in Kensington Temple we have uh, the communion service now Jesus sat down at this Last Supper with his disciples and the Bible says here in this passage we've read that he took the cup first he took the cup before the supper before the meal and gave it to them and said share this amongst yourselves this particular wine this particular cup you're sharing I will no longer drink out of it until I come in the kingdom then he gave them the bread also broke it and gave it to them and said this is mine." then after supper he took the cup again he took the cup again and then he blessed it and then he gave it to them and then he said to them this is the new covenant the one you had before the meal was the old covenant which i will no longer participate of but now i give you the new covenant and this new covenant has nothing to do with the passover lamb of egypt which you are observing now it has nothing to do with the smearing of the blood on the lintel and the, la and the post of the door. It has to do with my sacrifice on the cross of Calvary. This is the foundation of our rights. Kingdom rights. Covenant rights. In Christ Jesus. As a child of God, you have rights in the kingdom. Uh, as a British citizen, thank God I'm British. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. So that if I go to, to Germany or to Belgium or anywhere in the world and I get into some little mischief and, you know, get into trouble with the police and I'm put in prison, I can trust Her Majesty's government to come and get me, get me out. I pay, my, I pay my taxes. And I can walk into any hospital here in Britain and believe that the NHS will take care of me. I pay my NI. I have covenant rights with Her Majesty's government. I also have my own obligations too. Amen. But here we see Jesus saying, as, as Christians, as those who will believe in him, we have a foundation of covenant. Now covenant is a powerful thing. Covenant is more than just an agreement, just a contract that is signed, that can be settled you know, in court one way or the other. For example, let's take the, the covenant of marriage that's why when you come here to marry and pastor dudley is standing or pastor bruce or pastor Colin or whoever is ministering to those who are getting married they read out something to them and says that marriage is not a social contract and therefore it must not be entered into lightly because marriage is a covenant it's a covenant relationship and in any covenant there are there are vows taken there are promises made there are there are pronouncements made uh, which the two parties involved have to keep to and so that makes covenant very powerful and in the old times covenant involves primarily three things three things have to be involved there has to be a shedding of blood a sacrifice blood has to be spilled there also has to be pronouncements of words vows taken 
And then sometimes, or most times, there will have to be exchange of tokens. There have to be something that shows the parties that, that a covenant has been made. For example, in marriage, that's, a, that's the giving and the taking of rings. It's a token of the covenant. The man is saying, I love you and I'm exchanging rings with you as a token, as a sign that I am engaged. I remember before I got married, in my home church in Nigeria, I was beginning to think about marriage. And um, every time I go to church, I'm, also, I'm always watching, watching and praying. You know, the Bible says, watch and pray. <laughs> Looking for, Lord, who is that sister that you have chosen for me? And I remember a particular day I was in church, and there was this pretty woman sitting next to me. And I was trying to catch her attention. You know, as we were worshipping the Lord and praying, I was watching. <laughs> amen. <laughs> and all the young men in the house say, Amen. <laughs> so I was watching. And later on, this precious woman uh, discovered that I was actually watching and praying. And so what she did was to gently turn towards me and flash her wedding ring. <laughs> Hallelujah. Which means, back off. I am in a covenant relationship already. <laughs> that is the token. That is the sign. He, she wanted me to know that that ring means something to her. My ring I'm wearing, and I hope if you are married, the one you are wearing today means something to you as a token of covenant. Uh, which is not like uh, the kind of covenant, you know, God bless, you know, whatever. We don't pray for the dead, but God rest our soul anyway. Elizabeth Taylor had 27 marriage covenants. Wow. What kind of covenant is that? Amen. Well, we surely we know somebody who we can all read this book on marriage counseling. Don't we? Hallelujah. So covenant is powerful. It involves shedding of blood, pronouncement of words, and exchange of a token. For example, in the Bible, in Genesis, God came to Noah. Sorry, Noah came out of the, of the ark after the flood. The Bible says that he built an altar and he offered sacrifices to God. That was the spilling of blood of those animals. And so, the Bible says that God smelled a sweet aroma. And then God pronounced some words. And also God gave a token of the covenant. He came to Noah and said, look, because of this sacrifice that you've made, I am pronouncing that I will no longer destroy the world by flood. Not only that, as long as the earth remains, there will always be seed time and harvest time. He pronounced some words. And he said to Noah, for you to know that I mean what I'm saying, I want to put the rainbow in the sky for you. I'll put my bow in the sky. And if you've read Revelations, you'll find out that there's a rainbow behind the throne of God. So God took a sign, something from his throne room, and put it in the sky for Noah and his sons to see, to let them know that he will no longer, he will not break his word, because it's a covenant relationship that he's got with Noah. Also in the life of Abraham. Abraham had this relationship with God. He was uh, the father of faith. God confirmed his, his faith. And made promises to him. But then Abraham came to God. Uh, this is in Genesis, in Genesis um, uh, 15. 
came to God and said, God, what, what is this? What, what, how is this going to happen? And God said to Abraham, I want you to go and get me some animals. Pigeon and tortoise dove. Now, don't split the animals, but cut the, 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 uh, don't split, split, uh, cut the birds into two, but the animals, a heifer and a, and a sheep and a bull or something, cut them into two. Cut them into two and separate them. Now, what God was saying to Abraham there was that, Abraham, I know you are a Chaldean. I know how you understand covenant. You understand covenant through this process. That if I do this and do this with you, you will realize that this is a covenant that cannot be broken. So God said to him, Spill, uh, 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 cut the animals into two, and then we will make a covenant. Now, in those days, when you want to make a covenant agreement with somebody, you take animals, you cut them into two pieces and put them side by side. And the two parties will walk in between the animals on the blood. And uh, in some cultures, it is believed that as you are walking through the, the animals and the blood, the other party will be coming towards you. And you meet in the middle. And right there in the middle, you speak words to each other. If I break this covenant, let what happened to this animal happen to me. If I keep this covenant, let these blessings come upon me, let it come upon you. In fact, in some cultures where I come from in Africa, they go uh, 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 somehow beyond that. Right in the middle of the, of the animal, of the sacrifice, standing in the blood, a priest will come, an occultic priest will come, and they probably will slash their wrists and pour the blood. I will cut my wrist, the other party will cut their wrist, and we will allow our blood to drip into a cup mixed with wine. And then I will drink out of that cup, and they will drink out of that cup, signifying that our bloods have been mixed together, and therefore we become covenant brothers. We now have covenant relationship. Your blood is in me, my blood is in you. It is that powerful. And it's that time that they begin to pronounce the words. If I break this covenant, let this happen to me. If you break this covenant, let that happen to you. If I keep this covenant, this is what I will enjoy, this is what I will enjoy, this is what I will enjoy. And so covenant is powerful. Blood covenant especially. Even in marriage, marriage is supposed to be a, a blood covenant. It's, on the mari in your honeymoon, there's, there's meant to be blood coming out. But in any case, in case that didn't happen for you, let me assure you, the Bible says that if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away and all things have become new. Can I hear you say amen? So there's no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. And then the Bible says that the things that we did in ignorance, the things that we did in ignorance, God overlooks. So that ignorant part of our lives, God has already overlooked. Can I hear you say amen? But marriage is a covenant. And if you're talking about a covenant, there has to be blood. And so when Jesus took the cup and he said, this is the new covenant, the cup of the new covenant. He was saying to them, I'm going to the cross. I'm going to shed my blood for you. Then my blood becomes the basis of the covenant between you and I. Can I hear you say amen? amen. Hallelujah. And covenant confers rights to you. Gives you rights in God, in the kingdom of God. Before I go to my next scripture, the Baylors have just dedicated their, sh their child. As parents, they have a covenant right over that child. With God, because they are caretakers for the child. When this child was born, there was blood that came out with the child. 
that's why a mother can look and say you child <laughs> you will prosper and the child will prosper that's why god said the first the bible says that the first commandment with blessing is the one that says you will honor your father and your mother young people honor your father and your mother hallelujah because it's a covenant it's a covenant between the parents to look after the child for god for those of us who have kids we're we not really the parents god is the father and the mother we are caretakers we look after the kids for god that's why the bible also says that you cannot provoke your children to wrath you cannot provoke your children to anger there is there is god has an order in everything that he does and it's because of covenant we have to look after those children now mr and mrs bello can look at maximilian tomorrow and say by reason of the covenant that we made with god when we dedicated you in kensington temple on so 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 and so date we pronounce this over you and it will come to pass it will come to pass i hope you pronounce blessings on, your, on maximilian and all your children amen that is the power of covenant but then let's go to uh john chapter 1 verse 12 please go with me to the, the gospel of john chapter 1. this cup of the new covenant that jesus is talking about what kind of rights what is he saying what do we have john chapter 1 and i want to read verse 12 and he says but as many as received him that as many as will receive jesus christ into their lives to them he gave the right he gave them right to become children of god to those who believe in his name for everyone who receives jesus christ that was why i was saying at the beginning if you are born again if you are truly truly born again you are not born just by lips by religious observance by going to church on sunday but on the inside of you the holy spirit testifies with your spirit that you are a child of god you are born again the bible declares here that jesus has given you the right to become a child of god as many as believe in his name it's a right please say to the next person seeking to you say i have a right as a child of god now for those of us who are very very familiar with with um monarchies because where i come from in our in the, in the southwest of nigeria we still have our monarchies the every town and every village has a has a chief or a king they have rights in fact in the olden days a king can see a, a woman walking behind his palace and call one of his servants and say go get me that woman you know just like david did with Bathsheba. and uh, when they call the woman into the palace maybe he's the wife of somebody else some people will quickly go and call the husband and say the king has called your wife you better go <laughs> go and make your case before him before he takes your wife because kings are allowed many wives and if the king really likes the woman and the husband comes and says i want to take your wife and the man says no your majesty you cannot take my wife for this reason for that reason well the king will say well i've listened to everything you have to say but i put my foot down and he'll put his foot on his stool and that means no going back in yoruba language we say mogbesele essa is leg i put my leg on this one 
no you know i'm not going back and that's how powerful you know kings are now you can imagine yourself you are not born into the royal house of wales to her majesty the queen elizabeth you are born of god into the royal house of jesus christ our savior and because you have received him he has given you the right to be called a child of god now let's take it further let's look at scriptures what scripture says please go with me to romans chapter 8 romans 8 and let's read verse 14 from verse 14 i think just maybe one verse there romans chapter 8 let's read from verse 14 for as many romans 8 verse 14 for as many as are led by the as are led by the spirit of god these are the sons of god so when you receive jesus into your life you have a right to be led by the spirit of god can i hear you say amen, amen. so there's no reason for us to beg the holy spirit he's god we know that we adore him we worship him he's the third person of the godhead but as a child of god who has a right you know you you, you know i don't if, if your car is in the car park it's your car and you want to go home there's no reason for you or your part you know on the street there's no reason for you to come to me and say excuse me pastor can i drive my car home now no you have a right to drive your car you pay the mot you paid for the insurance you paid the road tax you bought it from the from the car lot it's the, the certificate of ownership is in your name you don't need my permission to drive your car home you just go out there open the door and in fact if there's somebody trying to put a ticket on your on your on your car you say, excuse me what are you trying to do because it's your car amen and so for us as children of god i want you to know people of god you have a right to be led by the holy spirit because jesus gave you that right he gave you the right it's, i'm not i'm not saying this so that we can begin to say holy spirit you lead me now you know in an arrogant way no that's not what i'm saying i'm talking about your right i i i don't get into trouble you know because her majesty's government will come and get me out i don't deliberately go and get into trouble but if it happens i could expect her majesty's government to come out because i have a right as a british citizen my british passport says i can walk through all the the barriers in europe without anybody harassing me without a visa because britain is part of the european union every time they see my british passport they let me go through it's a right that has been conferred upon me by my british passport amen and there are some of us who are cheats also in quotes we have two passports when I want to get out of Heathrow, I show them my majest the majesty's passport. When I get to the border in Nigeria, I show them my green passport. <laughs> so that way, I escape paying for visa here. Well, that nearly backfired in Ghana last year. <laughs> because as I was coming out of Ghana with my Nigerian passport, I said, where's your visa? I said, I don't need a visa, thank you. I don't need a visa. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a West African citizen. I'm an ECOWAS citizen, but they said, okay, we can't see your, this stamp that got you in. So how did you get in? I said, well, we, we did some, you know, some arguments. Next time, you know, come, come with the right passport. I said, thank you very much. But I still go through because I had a passport that says I'm an ECOWAS citizen and I have a right of passage. 
I can cross from the border of Nigeria to Benin Republic, from Benin Republic to Ghana, from Ghana, all the West African coast because of my ECOWAS passport. I, it's a right that is conferred upon me by that passport. And so for you also as a child of God, Romans 8 says, you have a right to be led by the Spirit of God. When you are in confusion, you have a right to go to the Holy Spirit and say, I need your help. Show me, lead me speak to me and if you are still doubting or the enemy is putting into your head why should the holy spirit lead you tell the, the, the devil i am a covenant child i have received jesus in my spirit i have a right to be led by the holy spirit now hallelujah now it doesn't end there it goes it gets better amen verse 14 for we know sorry uh, romans 8 verse 14 uh it says can't find my romans 8 no now let's go to verse 15 for you did not receive receive the spirit of bondage again to fear but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out abba father verse 16 the spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of god hallelujah as many as received him we saw in in, in john as many as received him, he gave them the right to become and that right gives us access to the holy spirit and the holy spirit is more than willing to confirm to you that you are a child of god can i hear you say amen, amen. oh please say with me i am a child of god, child of god. hallelujah you see a couple of uh, months ago probably earlier on this year there was this little bit of um, a banter between the jamaican prime minister and uh, the 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 her majesty's government and so her majesty's government did not dispatch uh the, the, the her majesty herself did not go to jamaica but her majesty dispatched bring harry she didn't even dispatch the second in the first in line to the throne or the second in line to the throne she dispatched to jamaica the third in line to the throne not because jamaica is not you know, it's not a, it's a country to be reckoned with. If a, you know, that's why he dis, she dispatched somebody there. But Prince Harry went, not in his own right as a human being, but in the capacity that he is the son of Her Majesty, a prince of the Royal House of Windsor, a prince in England. And of course, she got the red carpet. And of course, by the time the meeting went on and on and on, and they came out, the Prime Minister and Prince Harry were holding hands like they were married. <laughs> like, my, like my children, my youth in, in Walthamstow would say, everything was sorted. <laughs> everything was sorted. They were holding hands. They were holding hands. The, prince Harry enjoyed the right and the privilege of a prince of United Kingdom. And that was why he, she, he was running around with Usain Bolt. He was being, you know, pampered and catered to because of his right as a prince. Are you following me? But please don't switch off now because I know some of you are Republicans. You don't really like the monarchy. Uh, and you don't want to talk about the, you know, I, I'm a monarchist. I love the monarchy. It's about, it's about the, <laughs> the only godly institution remaining in this country. Amen. So I love Her Majesty the Queen. Amen. 
I would rather have her back and rule again for the next 25 years so that she can teach the, the politicians a few things and then they can come back again for democracy. Amen. Thank God I can't be sued for preaching this. Amen. I'm not a politician, you know. So if you say I won't vote for you, well, it's, it's, you know. Anyway, let's go back to our rights. We have rights in the kingdom of God also. By reason of the blood of Jesus Christ as the foundation of the covenant. By reason that we have received him, we have rights. And those rights, first we see, makes us children of God. That right also gives us access to the spirit. And then the spirit confirms with us that truly you are a child of God. And because that is happening within us, we know that we are children of God. Then how does this progress? Let's go back again to, uh, to um, Romans 8. Amen. Let's look at verse 16. No, sorry, verse 17 now. And it says, and if we are children of God, then we are heirs. And then we are heirs of God and join heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified with him. Now the question we've got to ask ourselves is, what does it mean to be an heir of God? Co-heir with Christ. Join heir with Christ. Without being, uh, going through any kind of theology, it simply means... Whatever rights Jesus has here on earth as the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, as the Lord of Glory, I have the same rights. Oh, you know, you didn't hear me. I have the same rights. You have the same rights. Because by reason of covenant, by reason of covenant, Jesus has conferred on you right to be a child of God. And so if you think, if Jesus Christ walks the streets of London, things will happen. The same thing should happen when you walk the streets of London. If you believe that Jesus Christ can heal the sick, so can you. If you believe Jesus Christ can raise the dead, so can you. If you believe that Jesus Christ is coming back again to make you a king, so should it be in your heart. Can I hear you say amen? Why? Why? Because you have a right that has been conferred upon you by the Lord of glory. Can I hear you say amen? amen? Let me tell you a story about covenant. There was this story of a missionary who was walking in Africa. And he would go from village to village. And he was going to some of those terrible villages where there are missionary cemeteries. And every time he was he's to enter into a village, he will first have to negotiate, you know, and pacify. And, you know, do everything that they ask him to do for him to be able to come in and preach the gospel. And uh, finally, he got to this particular village. And he was able to speak to the chief of the village. Now, unknown to him, this chief also is the chief of all the surrounding villages and, and environment. In fact, this chief, his word is law. His word is law. And after he came in and interacted with the chief and prayed for the chief's son who was paralyzed because one son he's got who was paralyzed. And the chief had done everything. Occultic people, which doctors have come. They've tried to heal the boy. He, you know, he was not healed. So the chief knew that when he dies, his crippled son cannot take up his throne. That's the end of his dynasty. And so this missionary came and said, can I pray for your son? And to the glory of God, the boy was healed. 
and the chief was so happy and he decided in his heart i'm going to make this missionary who has this power that is above all the powers of my witch doctors i want them i want my 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 my, my family to have a close relationship with him so i'm going to make him a covenant blood brother he wanted to make the missionary a blood covenant brother so he told the missionary two in true interpreters i want to make a covenant with you so that you can come in and go in my village in my in my in my territory as you like and the missionary like that and so the missionary said okay let's make the covenant and don't forget in every covenant there are three basic things that must be involved there must be the shedding of blood a sacrifice there must be words pronounced and there must be exchange of tokens a sign like the rainbow there must be those things present a minimum three things present and so they had the sacrifice they split the animals into two they both walked in between the animals they pronounced their blessings and their curses you know upon each other and then it was time to give a token the missionary took his personal bible that he was carrying and gave it to the chief the chief went into his heart and took his rod his staff of office now unknown to the missionary he didn't know what this staff represents now the, he got in brought the staff and gave it to him now from that moment when the missionary finished and was going from the village he noticed that those people who had been harassing him before with bows and arrows and machetes they were bowing to him they were bowing to him they were, he thought oh okay maybe they saw me pray for the son of the chief and so on but he also noticed that as he went to the next village they wanted to harass him and suddenly they were bowing to him they were bowing to him the missionary thought wow the angels of the lord encamp around those who fear him <laughs> the angels of god are scaring these people away now and that happened everywhere he went until he came to a particular village and the chief the local chief of that village sat him down and said where did you get this stuff from this rod in your hand where, where did you get it from so he explained to the to the local chief that oh chief so and so of so and so village gave it to me and the man said do you understand what you have in your hand do you know what you have in your hand and the man said no what does he really mean he said did you notice that people were bowing to you when you were coming he said yes i was you know i was wondering about that too and the man said don't wonder at all there's nothing to wonder about that rod you carry in your hand that stuff you carry in your hand that's the reason they are bowing down to you Amen. only the chief of this territory of all over this territory can carry this stuff and so this missionary now has knowledge of what is in his hand now when he goes around preaching in the villages he doesn't stay outside of this of the village gate and try to negotiate terms of coming in and preaching the gospel no he walks in into every village with the rod in front of him he goes forward with the rod and everybody that sees the rod bow they bow they bow they bow hallelujah now what's the significance of this story i'm talking to you about the power of covenant it was covenant that gave him that right and i'm saying to you you carry a rod in your life you carry a rod in your life there is a token of the covenant you have with jesus there is a token of the covenant that you have by the blood of the lamb that token is called the name of jesus the rod of authority the power that you
you have it's in the name of jesus he said in the book of john 15 and 16 you've asked nothing in my name but now ask in my name he said this sign shall follow them that believe in my name in my name then the bible declares that god has highly exalted jesus christ he has given him a name that is above all names that are the mention of the name of jesus every knee shall bow of things in heaven of things on earth and of things underneath the earth they shall bow to the name of jesus when you carry that name with authority with wisdom with knowledge like the missionary he now knows this rod this rod is not just a stick to help me walk around the name of jesus is not just something for us to throw around you see that's why the bible says you are not allowed to take the name of the lord your god in vain you are not allowed to profane the name of the lord <laughs> you know two things about this covenant the blood and the name the blood and the name paul said to the corinthians he said some of you you fall asleep before time which means you die before time some of you are weak and you're sick because you come to the table of the lord unworthy you eat the communion as if it's just a, you know an ordinary religious ritual no people of god have come to remind you today that the communion we participate in the commandment of jesus when he blessed that cup and said do this in remembrance of me this is my blood of the new covenant if you are ignorant of the power of that covenant you cannot use the name of jesus effectively because that covenant confers upon you the authority to use the name of jesus christ in my name you shall lay hands on the sick in my name you shall cast out demons how many times have you bring, been to places of prayer in jesus name in jesus name and nothing happens now from today in the name of jesus is changed for you because you understand the power of the covenant you have the you understand the power of the covenant you are no longer ignorant of who you are i'm reminding you again of the promises of god oh oh yes oh yes oh yes the devil will come to you and say to you you really think that is going to happen oh yes tell him it's going to happen because jesus christ said so it will happen in your life as you take the name of jesus christ and as you understand the covenant that confer that power on you when you take that name in your mouth it will work for you in jesus name that's why the bible also says that the name of the lord is a strong tower and the righteous runs into it and they are saved the name of the lord is a strong tower hallelujah when you understand the power behind the name you know that you have a strong tower a place of refuge now let, let me let me explain this by saying to you you know that in in israel and in some places where there we have wars going on most homes especially in israel they have bunkers bomb shelters built you know is reinforced concrete uh, rooms where when there's a bomb going on if war going on bomb is going on they gather their families and they run into that refuge now they don't they don't stay in that refuge and defecate there and urinate there and vomit there because they know if there's a war that is coming that is going to last for a very long time they will have to live in that field no they they look after it they stock food there they prepare the, they make it nice that's what the name of jesus is for you he said he said he said shelter from the bombs of the enemy 
the name of jesus is your refuge it's your stronghold it's your tower when you run into it as one that has been made righteous by his blood you are protected when you invoke that name upon your children when you invoke that name in your place of work when you invoke that name in your business things must happen for you can i hear you say amen covenant is powerful covenant is powerful and you have one that is caught by the blood of jesus christ you have one that is given by the by jesus christ the king of kings you know in the bible there's the story of joshua and the gibeon uh, gibeonites the gibeonites came to joshua and deceived him they said we are from a far country please don't make war with us we will serve you and all that and joshua didn't ask god if they're really from a far country or from a, a close by country and he made a covenant with them and then they said sorry we are, we are actually from the next town and then joshua couldn't do anything against them because he's made a covenant with them and then there came a time when some kings gathered together against the gibeonites they said the gibeonites have gone to make peace with israel let's go and destroy them <laughs> and the gibeonites sent a message to joshua they said joshua our enemies have risen up against us we need you now to come we need you to come and help us and you know joshua had no choice he had to go and defend the gibeonites why because of covenant the gibeonites they invoked the power of covenant may the power of covenant work for you in your life we know the story of jacob we know that jacob ran away from esau to laban his uncle he became wealthy laban didn't like him anymore and so jacob decided to run away he ran took his wives his children his animals and ran for three days he was running until laban had that uh, jacob had run away and laban pursued him whether on his horse or on his donkey he was furious he was going at gear five pursuing jacob he got to a point that I, I, I think he must have been fuming and smoke coming out of his head that God, God thought, I will ignore Laban. The Bible says that God came to him and God said to him, Laban, make sure that when you catch up with Jacob, you don't say anything bad or anything good to him. You see, this gear five you are going, I need you to put it into neutral now. Don't say anything bad. Don't say anything good. Why? Because Jacob carried the covenant of abraham upon his life so when your enemies are pursuing you and you are a child of god and you are under the covenant of the blood of jesus christ when they are pursuing you and they are filming jehovah god will go to them and say don't say anything bad but you better put it may the power of covenant work in your life oh let me finish let me finish with the story of david and jonathan when you read the bible in first samuel david and jonathan came into a covenant jonathan said to david i know you are going to be king over israel one day and i'm going to be beside you i know god has appointed you and anointed you i'm going to be beside you but now let's make a covenant that whatever happens when you become king you will not kill me because in those days when the kingdom transfers from one household to the other household the new king king will kill the household of his rivals they will destroy them so that they don't rise up against them so jonathan was saying to david don't let that happen let's let's have a covenant the bible says that jonathan stripped of his robes up to his sword and gave it to david it's a token of the covenant 
and then when you go further you find out that jonathan had to honor that covenant when saul was trying to kill david by the shooting of the arrows and wanting him to run away and so it happened that jonathan and david uh, jonathan and saul his father died and david was crowned king and one day david was sitting in his house and he said is there nobody is there nobody left in the house of saul that i may show kindness to him or her because of my friend jonathan and one of his servants said jonathan had a son his name is called mephibosheth mephibosheth but he's a cripple and you see in those days to sit in the court of the palace of the king you, you have to be whole you have to be good looking you remember the story of daniel shadrach meshach and abednego in babylon the king the king said find me young people who are good looking who are intelligent who are you know who i can see who can stand before me you are not even allowed to be sad in the presence of the king but david said because of covenant i don't care whether he's a cripple or not <laughs> i don't care his past but i have a covenant with jonathan my friend i gave him my word that i will look after his household so go get me mephibosheth when mephibosheth came the bible says that he fell on his face before david and prostrated himself and said here i am and david said for the sake of jonathan my friend you will live with, with me here in the palace and and mephibosheth said who am i who am i a dead dog now you know that jesus christ said to the syrophoenician woman it is not good to give the food of the dogs or the food of the children to the dogs because in israel somebody from that part of the world is believed to be a dog you know because of their mixed religion but here is jonathan here is my future saying i'm not just a dog i'm a dead dog which means i'm i'm completely i'm like a dead samaritan who no longer has a covenant with jehovah god and to put i'm i'm, I'm dead but david said no you will eat at my table and you know when my fish my people sat on the king's table nobody could see his crippled legs he ate on the on the table of the king as a covenant child your table your place is on the table of the king the king of kings and the lord of lords because of the power of covenant because of the name of jesus oh every knee of the enemy must bow to you they must confess that your god is god indeed hallelujah but you must be entitled to be part of the covenant you remember in acts of apostles i think chapter uh chapter 19 verse 13 to 16 the bible says in acts 19 13 to 16 that there were some itinerant jewish preachers and some seven sons of skiva they were trying to cast out devils and the seven, the seven sons of Sceva came to a man possessed and they said to him we command you in the name of Jesus that Paul preached come out and then the demon said Paul I know <laughs> Jesus I know who are you <laughs> I know the name of Jesus because he's the covenant maker and it's the king of glory <laughs> i know the name of paul because he has a part in the covenant he has received jesus into his life 
he has a covenant relationship with jehovah god and he's entitled to use the name of jesus but you you who do you think you are mr demon caster i have power over you because you are not a child of covenant and so they couldn't invoke the name of jesus and the bible says that the demon man grabbed them swooped on them by the time he finished with them they ran out of the house naked they ran out of the house naked are you a child of god today are you born again are you born of the spirit does the holy spirit witness to your spirit that you are a child of god are you sure that you are a heir of salvation go here and join here with the lord jesus christ then covenant rights are yours the covenant of the blood of jesus is yours and all you need to do from now is to keep it in your mind and every opposition you come against invoke the power of covenant can i hear you say amen invoke the power of your covenant you have a covenant a couple of minutes ago pastor bruce was talking about the offering do you know that your offering and your tithes is a covenant it's a covenant your time that you serve god is a covenant there are so many ways that we benefit from the covenant dr Derek prince of blessed memory taught us about the nine exchanges of the cross the more i read about them the more i know they are my covenant rights for my sake jesus christ became poor that i might become rich so i know i cannot be poor in my life i don't know about you but i know i cannot be poor in my life for my sake jesus christ was put to shame i cannot be put to shame in my life i cannot be put to shame because jesus christ deliberately was put to he allowed himself to be put to shame for my sake you will not be put to shame by reason of covenant you will not be put to shame like mephibosheth you may be living in your low debar the bible says that he was living in low debar a place of no significance but by the power of covenant you will be lifted up i said you'll be lifted up in the name of jesus in the name of jesus in the name that is above all names the name of jesus your lifting is coming because of covenant in the name of jesus christ hallelujah i'm going to pray but then i want to give an opportunity to those people who are not yet part of this covenant maybe you are here today you have not partaken of the covenant maybe somebody invited you maybe you know you just walked in maybe you are just a seeker the first step is to become part of this covenant and you do that by praying this simple prayer if you really want to become part of that covenant and please i'm going to ask all of us to close our eyes and bow down our heads and we're going to pray this prayer together it's going to be especially for you who is praying it for the first time or who is praying it publicly for the first time and please let's say together long loud and strong please say with me lord jesus christ i come to you today and i confess that i'm a sinner that i've gone away from you but today i want to become a covenant person washed by your blood so i ask that you come into my life and be my lord and be my savior wash me 
with your blood your covenant blood please write my name in your book of life today i am born again i receive jesus and i have a right to become a child of god i am a joint heir and co-heir with the lord jesus christ i have rights so use the name of jesus father thank you for this privilege in jesus name all heads bowed and all eyes closed please if you are praying that prayer for the first time giving your life to jesus or you are praying it publicly for the first time i want you to please do one thing as a step of obedience just lift up your hand and put it down it's a public show that you are giving your life to christ you are becoming publicly a part of this covenant if that's you here today this afternoon just put up your hand lift that hand up somebody is standing on the balcony at the back they are, they are waiting for you to lift up your hand lift it up we we'll acknowledge it and then you can bring it down once i say i see the hand in the balcony my sister god god bless you please put it up let me see it clearly let me acknowledge you that you are entering a covenant relationship with god a covenant of power a covenant of eternity is there any other person amen oh there's a brother here god bless you sir there's a brother here any anybody else anybody else in the overflow at the back downstairs in the house there's a sister right there in the middle anybody in the balcony in coronet please lift up your hand even on the internet write us an email saying i've given my life to christ hallelujah there's another sister right here in front of me god bless you god bless you all the consolidators please begin to to move around hallelujah one more time you want to give your life to christ today lift that hand up lift it up and bring it down there's a sister right there right there in the transept god bless you god bless you amen hallelujah hallelujah the spirit of god is moving in this place amen hallelujah hallelujah any other person all right let, let's all rise oh no please sit down because i want those people who lifted up their hands to be ministered to by the consolidators so please keep an eye on them as we pray let's pray father i want to thank you i want to thank you because the entrance of your word brings light it brings understanding thank you for the covenant that we have with you through the blood of jesus christ thank you because you are a god of covenant you are the one that keeps a cov your covenant to a thousand generations lord i have re released the word you gave me upon your people today let your covenant power begin to work in their lives let their relationship with the holy spirit be stronger and oh lord let them use the name of jesus as a weapon as a means of protection lord let the name of jesus become what it is meant to be in their lives covenant power in jesus mighty name and let all the glory be yours for we pray with faith and with thanksgiving in jesus mighty name we pray and the people of god say amen god bless you thank you pastor bruce amen thank you praise